Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Arceus. I'm Brandon. I'm Mike. And this is a Nerdy Show Microsode. That's where we talk about what you want us to talk about for 15 minutes or more. In this case, we have a Microsode request from Big Bad Shadow Man. He's an aficionado of all things uh, giant monster related, and he said, I was a big fan of the giant monsters episode. That's going... Uh, way back at this point, our, our episode, uh, How I Met Your Mothra. Um, but there was an Ultra piece missing from that episode. That piece is the Ultraman series. Ultraman. We were tasked in that episode, which was actually tasked by Big Bad Shadow Man, to talk about giant monsters and their natural enemies. And we, I think we mentioned briefly that their natural enemies are sometimes a dude in a silver and red spandex suit with gray alien eyes grappling with giant monsters on occasion but we didn't really go into it so now now we're going to talk about ultraman i was going to say before we step in here that i i i didn't think of it till now but one of their biggest natural enemies should just be lack of food right i mean they're huge there's not that much food for them to eat i mean we're talking about a series where you know these are aliens that come from outer space so i'm positive that at some point solar powered maybe like solar powered or just like feeding off of like electricity okay is a thing y- you guys are already diving down a well where <laughs> there i don't necessarily have all the answers but i do have some answers to yeah. well i mean well, <laughs> the first thing enough uh, ultraman actually is solar powered yeah well this uh-huh. is great this is great this is progressive i like it yeah it, <laughs> finally the green uh, superhero and I, the first thing I would want to address is that, uh, yeah, he's giant, he's big, you know, red and silver. It is not spandex, actually. Oh, what is it? Uh, they are full-on rubber bodysuits. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, which is terrible because they don't breathe. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, so, that's awful. It looks really tight. Yeah. Yeah. You will. There are a ton of like on-set, behind-the-scene photos of people. Uh, Dead. The, the the suit actors. <laughs> um, just just to put them in the pile. Just a pile no. of bodies. <laughs> This uh, suit actor is on the set of Ultraman, and they'll be like, you know, they'll have the suit like half like off. Like their arms will be in it, but they will be out like down to the waist. The back is unzipped because they can only, much like Ultraman, be in that suit for like three minutes. Uh, like oh, five ten minutes at a time. Co- coincidentally, three minutes is exactly how long Ultraman has to fight in his Ultra form before he runs out of solar radiation. Exactly. Is it? <laughs> huh. Or dies from Earth's pollution, depending on which <laughs> series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, if, if you're if you're tuning in and you're like I'm gonna listen to this regardless of whether or not I know anything about Ultraman, great, that's okay. Uh, Brandon and I know nothing about Ultraman at that's all. That's not true. I know he's a murderer. 
<laughs> He's a goddamn murderer. Day one, episode one, murder. Look, he okay. So the story behind that, <clears throat> we're gonna go down a rapid. There's an right innocent now. soldier trying to protect Earth, and then he murders him. It was okay. an accident. Yeah, it was uh-huh. totally an accident, straight up. Uh, Never held accounted manslaughter. What's his name? The monster Bemlar comes to Earth because he shouldn't shouldn't be here. Ultraman is chasing him because he's a part of the space garrison who are out to you know protect galactic laws and keep universal peace. And Ultraman accidentally flies into uh, a jet piloted by one of the Space Patrol's members. Um, uh, the, sh- the Science Special Search Party yeah. group, and it's uh, Shin Hayata yes. is the first Ultraman And he Earth. totally accidentally kills him. <laughs> How does he, being an alien with superior technology, not avoid a simple Earth jet? Uh, you know, Was he in a bad way? Uh, uh, honestly, I watched it. I could not tell you what his actual excuse was he but was he did feel te- he was he, texting he did he feel was. very bad about it <laughs> he was texting or drinking He's, he doesn't he, of course he feels bad about it everyone does when they murder someone when they're texting or drinking but if you felt, remember he felt so bad that he shared his life force with Shin Hayata uh, like hey I'm sorry I killed you but there's a lot of really bad stuff happening in this sector of the galaxy so in exchange for this, will you be my host and help me defend your planet from giant fuck off monsters that are going to be showing did up? Did he need for the a next, host? Like, Thirty episodes. Did he need a host no, originally? Because that would be convenient. Like, I need a host. Oh, there's a dead body. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely completely unnecessary. Weirdly, throughout the series, it happens uh, a ton, but uh, that is actually unnecessary. He could just be Ultraman hanging out. Now we have dove into the deep end like pretty quickly here, so let me attempt to write this ship and. Just in case you're unfamiliar with it, uh, Ultraman is, in the Ultra series, it's one of the best-known tokusatsu series and one of the oldest. And tokusatsu is basically uh, a term for any live-action TV that relies heavily on special effects. In this case, Ultraman is a subgenre of tokusatsu shows called uh, Koyodai Hero, Giant Hero. Yeah. Most uh, tokusatsu is owned and produced by Toei. Uh, so your Super Sentai, your Kamen Rider, and even like your Metal Heroes, those are all, you know, Toei, they, they handle that. So where does that um, Subaraya come in? Yeah, Subaraya produces that- Ultraman, uh, make, making him, you know, the child of Eiji Subaraya, who created Godzilla, mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. those who are unaware. Yeah, Ultraman was created by the guy who co-created Godzilla. As I understand it, he's basically responsible for everything we visually understand as classic kaiju films. Ultraman is also uh, partially responsible for, I think, Rodan. Um, uh, yes, uh, Ultraman's original design was later used to create Rodan. Yeah, he was supposed to be like a very like bird-like. Bird yeah, uh, named, I would have loved that. named Bemlar or Bemular. Uh, they decided that that wouldn't make people have a hard time deciding. Like, well, you know, you tune in, Ultraman's on. How do I tell who's the hero? Like, I don't know, because these are both really monster-looking dudes. So <laughs> oh, they down. decided to go with a more humanoid look for Ultraman, and then they sold the uh, design to Toho to make to for Rodan. If Ultraman looked like Rodan, <laughs> I would own every single Blu-ray, <laughs> DVD. That would be amazing. You'd also have no money, because the Ultraman series is gigantic. Um, over the years, there's been multiple reboots, timelines, a huge number of TV shows, movies, really? and OVAs. 30 live action television series. See, I yeah. only Ultraman I only, actually holds the Guinness World Record for most spin-offs in a property. Yeah. I, it, I only know of um well I wrote yeah, Ultra Q which takes place before Ultraman and then what Ultra 7? 
Yeah. Uh, you're saying there's way more after that. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, let's That's see. That's just the beginning so, of this iceberg. I mean, it's tip. like 1966 was the Ultraman as we know it. I think Ultra Q predates that uh, I mean, Ultra in like Q black was, and white. Yeah, Ultra Q actually came out the same year, but was also it was in black and white. Yeah. Uh, but then you have like Ultra Ace, Ultra Seven, um, Ultraman Mebius, Ultraman Taiga, Ultraman I think Ginga, Ultraman Orb. Like there, there's X. so much Ultraman X. There's so many Ultraman series out there. Is X the one where he gets a cool sword? It's no. one of the newer ones. I know yeah. that. No, that's the one with the toy monsters. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that one that was basically hey. Buy our slightly posable vinyl figures. <laughs> and yeah. and to explain Ultra Q in brief, because we've sort of mentioned it here, Ultra Q did not feature Ultraman at all. Mm-hmm. It is kind of like... Well, it was before he came to Earth. <laughs> yeah, but it also doesn't... It has, like, there's... It's not really well connected at all, um, but weirdly, the Ultraman titles start by showing the logo for Ultra Q and then smashes Ultraman out of it. <laughs> um, it it's random. <laughs> it, is, it is actually kind of random in the context of it because they're so unrelated, but Ultra Q is kind of like an X-Files show. It was based on the idea of them wanting to have a Japanese version of Twilight Zone or The Outer Limits, and so it's about a, a team of people who investigate giant monsters and ghosts and stuff. And then, and the Q stands for question. And then they were like, well, you know, these giant monsters are really testing really good. So, boom, Ultraman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 1960s, that's uh, way, way before like Kamen Rider and Super Sentai hit the scene. Five years before Kamen Rider, 10 before Super Sentai. Yeah, Yeah, Ultraman turned 50 this year. Yep. And and actually, it was last year, 2016, right? You're right. Yeah, Yeah, last year was uh, Superhero Year. But they are still celebrating the 50 years of Ultraman this year. They are. I Mm -hmm. think Orb is... uh, 25 episodes deep, roughly. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like a tribute to all the old, like, Ultraman series. Like, he has their powers or something. Exactly. That's something you see in a lot of tokusatsu with the the anniversary hero or team. They usually can access the powers of heroes from the previous iterations of the show. Yeah, Yeah. or they have, like, like, a... or cameos or like throwbacks to older series last year there was the film ultraman x here it comes our ultraman and this year just earlier this month was ultraman orb sub the subtitle is i'm borrowing the power of your bonds <laughs> what well <laughs> let ultraman us hope Orb's he does ability. not also the, borrow the, the power of our stocks huh <laughs> yeah. Basically, Orb's ability is that he takes uh, the powers of two Ultramen and he fuses them together, and that's what his form is. Like, his base form is a combination of the original Ultraman and Ultraman Tiga. Huh. That sounds like cheating. Yeah. And uh, his <laughs> and what he says is, uh, he says the name of the two Ultramen that he's using, and he says, I'm borrowing your light. <laughs> so is that is a- true. Ultraman uh, are, is made of light. That's yeah, his, absolutely. His huh. So is like, he the orb? Like in the, in the first episode, I guess he comes down as a red orb. Is he literally an orb? Like he's literally an orb or is he in a ship? Uh, it's weird because, okay, so there's this big red orb and this dude's rocket powered jet crashes into it. And but that, then, is that just him as a being of light is what well, I'm Well, I'm not sure because then then you see the, the corpse of the dead dude... Uh, uh, levitates and then you see he's kind of inside of like a bubble like a like a a soap bubble and then he sees ultraman as ultraman kind of stretched out in this weird sort of hallucination thing looking very much like ultraman he starts talking to him directly of like 
oh, I'm so sorry I killed you. You may uh, let me let me give you this this thing called the beta capsule, which he tosses, and then it just kind of unceremoniously lands on this dude's chest. <laughs> Dude, the first transformation with the beta capsule is amazing in that it's not even like like most shows these days where it's like the first transformation is this epic sequence, you know, lots of special effects and lights and panning camera angles. It's so cool. Heroic music. The first transformation of the beta capsule in the old 1960s series is literally Shin Hayata gets out of a wrecked ship, holds this beta capsule above his head, like closes his eyes and a flare shoots out of it. And he becomes <laughs> Ultraman. Like very like, I, I hope this works. <laughs> but that said, I was shocked by the budget of this show. It, yeah, yeah, it they put looks, a lot into it. It looks like a film, yeah. and that must yeah. have blown everybody's minds in 1966. Uh, what's more, the show that before it, Ultra Q, that was the most expensive television series ever produced in Japan when it came out, and it was in black and white. Hmm. That is impressive. That is. This was not the first giant monster thing to happen on no, Japanese television. No, I mean, we're talking about like, dude, Giant Robo was, was well, I think, before this time, still mm-hmm. black and white. Um, and I think Red Man also... Um, Isn't Redman in Ultraman at some point? Yeah. Wait, I thought Redman was an early version of Ultraman. Yeah, he was. What about Method Man? (laughs) Unrelated. Unrelated. (laughs) I thought there were two different Ultraman. Oh, I want this crossover just as bad as I want Common the rapper to be in Common Rider. Like, like, what's. It's killing me. You're killing me with good ideas here, Brandon. Mm -hmm. I I want to see Ultraman fight Jet Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like that was that was my hope, like for the Godzilla movie that you know Brian Cranston would, it would like walk out of a, a building or something and see Godzilla and just like hold up the Beta capsule <laughs> and become friggin' Ultraman and go fight Godzilla, like movie of the year all years. Ultraman Cranston, <laughs> but... you would never see it coming. Like I mean, just the death toll would be just immense because oh, minds would have been blown. And like, the thing that like sparked that is that someone made a fan made poster uh, before Shut the Godzilla up. movie came out. <laughs> And it wasn't of Ultraman, but it was definitely um, like a, a destroyed cityscape and Brian Cranston standing there as Jet Jaguar, like with the helmet <laughs> off. And I was like, yes, I, I want something akin to this. Make this happen. Yeah. But no, I just have to settle for him as Zordon. And that's that's fine. <laughs> A face on a wall. It's a start. It's right? a start. It's a yeah. Good, so good jumping point. I just want to jump in and say that there's been several series that weren't made in J- in Japan at all, weren't there? Yeah. There like was there's a, there's a there's the a future was made in Australia. Uh, yeah, I really want to see that one because I yeah, love H two O just add water. Um, <laughs> uh, great Australian show if you've never seen it, obviously. And there's a second series anyway and, and, and an animated series on netflix oh yeah yeah, no the best best shows ever made definitely watch <laughs> watch that if you have some free time. Yeah. Uh, but there's um so then there was an American series made afterwards. When when the hell where was this air? Are you talking about I, the 1987 no. Hanna Barbera animated series? Because no, I would love it, to see actually that. it was live action. There was what? a live action American, an American Ultraman. I don't um I vaguely recall watching Ultraman as like a kid, but I don't know if it was American. I think it's called uh the Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ultimate hero. I mean, yeah, I didn't actually get Ultraman, to see the Ultraman, Ultraman until I was hero. like 18. Yeah. Written by Todd Gilbert. Yeah, it's American made. Go was on. it a pilot? Was it a series? Like, did this thing actually get to series? I'm 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 baffled. I mean, wow. Thirteen one executive pro- producer was still uh, Japanese Tsubiraya, obviously, but it was yeah. made. It was made in America. Uh, what year? Oh man, nineteen ninety five. Holy shit! That sounds about right, actually. Because hmm. that would have also I also known as say... Ultraman Powered. Ultraman Powered. That sounds real familiar. I'm pretty sure I watched that as a kid. Huh. That and, I mean, that's uh, the right time era for friggin' Mighty Morphin. Yeah, I was and, gonna say it didn't last past the first season, so yeah. it must not have been that great. And uh, again, uh, along the same lines, um, uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yes, or, Gridman. Um, yeah, uh, Denko Chojin Gridman, which is also another Superaya uh, special effects series. And actually, I think they took a lot of what they learned doing. Um, Gridman, and they applied it to a lot of the later Ultraman series. Like, hey, we did some really cool stuff. Let's let's keep that up. I need to jump in because I did some fact checking. This American made <laughs> series, which is the eleventh series supposedly, uh, even though it was made here and never aired in America. Well, the Shut it aired the in other countries. What? It never aired in America. <laughs> the Australian one never aired, aired in Australia either. What the hell? <laughs> and they made for the Japanese because like this show had um, American actors in it. And I don't know. It must. There must be subtitles. Obviously, they don't speak Japanese. Something that struck me when Big Bad asked for this episode was, you know, I recognize Ultraman visually. I've seen him around for years. Mm-hmm. But it, it's crazy that all the other major tentpole characters of the biggest Japanese series have all somehow successfully come to the states in some shape or form. Mm. But in some shape or form. But never Ultraman. Like, not in a way that stuck. I don't know. I had an Ultraman toy when I was a kid. I, yeah. I swear I have watched that on American TV. Yeah, they made a freaking Ultraman SNES game yeah. called for, based off of For the Future, and that was my first exposure to it, even though that game was a colossal piece and of shit. One of, <laughs> one of the DV- I have the first Ultraman series on DVD, and it has an English dub, which is hysterical because if you watch it, uh, in English, because it is... I watched just, some of it today. <laughs> yeah, well, if you watch the entire series, you will get to episodes um, that aren't entirely dubbed in English. <laughs> what? I'm not even kidding. So, like, there are points where they will get to footage from the original that they didn't use in the American series because it was too... I had to be, like, too sensitive or... Like, I recall an episode with some kids, um, like a bunch of gangsters, and these kids get kidnapped... That wasn't really, I guess, kosher for, like, that time. So everyone's talking, mm, yes, we need to go blah, 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 and do this. And Standards very, and practices. Yeah, they're very, very dub voices. And then all of a sudden, next scene, it's a bunch of kids like, No! Yamete! Yamete! Harashimasu! <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm like, kind of, like, half watching it, and this happens. It's a huge jump. And I go, what? I put this in English, right? I, like <laughs> the last scene was totally dubbed, and now they're just speaking Japanese. Subtitles are off. I don't know what's going on, but okay. I was reading the uh, wiki page for Ultra Q, and they, when they brought over Ultraman to the states in the '60s, 
they actually bought the rights for Ultra Q as well, and it was all dubbed in um, Canada, as happens quite often. And they, but they never released Ultra Q because it was in black and white, and color was more, yeah, um, you know, prevalent. They couldn't colorize it, <laughs> not back then. But they actually didn't realize until like about ten years ago that Ultra Q had actually been dubbed. Someone found the dubs in like huh. an MGM vault. Wow. Whoa. I don't know if those they've been released at this point or, or what, but it's that's a fascinating thing. Because actually, I really like the sound of Ultra Q. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I want I want to watch this weird Japanese '60s X Files show. That that sounds awesome to me. I mean, Ultraman looks cool too. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. but I'm just trying to see where I can find the American series, and this may be impossible. It may, it may not exist. I'm finding some really awesome well, action you're, figures. You're gonna want to find a, uh, let's say, some kind of stall at a at a convention, an anime convention maybe. That's gonna have a, <laughs> it's gonna have a guy there, and he's gonna have a lot of DVDs that have really low DPI on the on the covers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I lucked out. I guess kind of. I, mean, I have the first series because I was at Target. And it was in like the bargain section for five dollars. Shit. And I have like the entire like first first series. Now I've had that in my Amazon uh, wish list for like years, <laughs> just waiting for it to get low enough for me to actually buy it. Like most things, as old and as storied and as nerdy as Ultraman, there's a lot of material, <laughs> and it's really ambiguous as to where somebody should start. Do you guys have any suggestions on that front? I'm gonna go ahead and just suggest uh, Ultraman Tiga. Because it has the best opening. Oh my oh, goodness. Yeah. We'll oh my link god. Link to it. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. <laughs> so are you talking about when they aired it on Fox Kids or No, Wait. I'm not talking about when they aired it on Fox Kids. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that yeah. What that, year was, was that? That was like early mid two thousand. Oh probably about two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah. They were airing it and it. I didn't get to see the ending because I joined the army. You guys have any favorite episodes? Uh, honestly, because um, mine's episode eleven, the rascal from outer space, obviously. <laughs> the rascal oh, that, wait, when that, he fights Giango. That, I, that's what on. I've been calling you all these years. Honestly, uh, the episode where he fights Baltan is probably my favorite. I sometimes I go. There's this beach here that's nude, and sometimes I also get a Baltan. <laughs> Different Baltan, but okay. I'm sure they look similar though. I mean, if, if, you, if you like, you like, you like giant crab pinchers. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sounds like a beach to thing. Ultraman, but. Uh, I really loved the first episode of Ultraman Orb. The main character, uh, Guy, he's really fucking cool. I would even suggest, you know, check out, uh, it's it's not canon, but um, if you like Kamen Rider as well, there is oh, a Kamen yes. Rider and Ultraman team-up short that I think you could probably find on YouTube somewhere. 1993. Yeah, uh, it's totally not canon, and I think at some point, uh, Kamen Rider becomes a giant like ultra he does and it's 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 good fun <laughs> you mentioned something's being canon or not ultraman is a multiversal property at this point they've had a ton of crossovers multiversal crossovers they've uh ended continuity begun other continuities re returned to older continuities i mean it is as any you know pick any american series that's been around as long as he has and every single thing has also happened to ultraman so if yeah. i jump in and start watching ultraman orb am i going to be completely lost because that's relatively no. new I mean, it's new, but... I, I mean, it's 2016, it's... isn't it? No, I think it's There's like, an Ultraman orb that started just... in 2016. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, and I'll, you know, if I jump in there and start watching it, because it, it looks pretty great. Well, yeah. also, the film I'd that just came out... I'd suggest it, honestly. The mm. film is an adaptation of that series. 
So it's like a condensed one? I guess so. Yeah. Okay. And, and like the the film count for Ultraman is 31 films, but some of those films <laughs> are compilations of television shows, so it was really hard for me to figure out what exactly was going on. They like to do that a lot. And they yeah. also did one where uh, a lot of the old actors for um, Ultraman came back to like reprise those roles. Uh, like at some point in the movie, you know, they, there's like four or five like original characters and like Shin Hayata is one of them. And he's like, you know, super old at that point. But it's still really cool to see like these like young guys and like the original Ultraman. It was the same like, actors. Yeah, same actor, actor. Like hold up their beta capsules and like, you know, transform. It was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> that is really great. That is really, really great. And on that, I guess we're gonna we're gonna call it. That's that's time for this microsode. But I want to know more about Ultraman. <laughs> well, then uh, check out Crunchyroll because there's like nine different Ultraman series on there, ready for you to watch. Yeah. Oh, awesome! That's a pro tip right there. Crunchyroll, start doing Common Rider. God damn it! <laughs> that's yeah. really short sighted of them. It really, <laughs> really is. Gotta yeah. do it. I mean, failing that, you can always find fan subs for stuff that's not being officially licensed. So. Yeah. Taking us out, we don't have a track about Ultraman because I couldn't really find one in our Nerdy FM library. There's an OCR one for an old Ultraman game. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I didn't plan for that, uh, <laughs> but, but we'll link to it on this episode's page. But instead, I cho- chose a track called Big in Japan because Ultraman is physically large and also in Japan. Appropriate. <laughs> yep. it's, uh, it's by Brandon Patton, who, if you don't know his name, you might recognize him from being in the bands of both MC Frontalot and Jonathan Colton. This is from his 2011 solo album, How I Allegedly Bit a Man in Gloucestershire. You don't know me, but I'm big in Japan, it's true. I don't get much attention here, but way over there, I do. Everywhere I go, Teenage girl, shout out my name, I'm big in Japan 24 years old I wear my hair long Dressed in hippie retro On the Tokyo Metro Plans to see a shrine I stand in the ramen
fire by like oven up a canvas fold We're often seen in shorts We got thin lips, pale skin, and a long nose And we like to file for divorce You might see us struggling by ourselves To put suntan lotion on our own backs Or standing still at a rock concert Or walking around with the fanny packs And we're big We're all big in Japan It's Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like and share, and follow Nerdy Show on all of your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. So do they ever explain why he only fights in Japan? Are there not monsters in other continents? Fucking no. Show? I mean, it's always Japan. Like, why like, do why? Super Sentai heroes only ever fight Super Sentai monsters I, in Japan? I don't know. I feel like, I mean, there are other continents where sh- you know, go to Africa. There's probably some fucked up shit going on that Ultraman can maybe help with. He never does, does he? He never goes to the pyramids. No, <laughs> fights that thing that lives and eats pyramids. Have it's you been there for a hundred years? And you could just go over there and stop him. But have you seen an pyramids. Ultraman fight stuff? Kind of gets destroyed. Destroying yeah. the pyramids is a bad idea. He uses like wrestling techniques. Well, what if he's yeah. what if he's fighting the pyramids? That I would pay to see. They come yes. out of their slumber and they have like seven <laughs> legs. Those are just the hats. They're hermit crabs. Oh, God, they're, they're like they're like pyramid heads. They're just the heads. They All right, up. so. We need to ship Brandon to Japan so he can he can absolutely transform this genre. <laughs> Just ship me. T- take yeah. ship me with him. I'll ship. I'll, I'll ship you and Brandon. Guys, yeah. nerdy oh. show trip. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.